Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Wednesday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. It is the first day of February. And Marcus Young is here with your Top 5 at 5. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. Just a quick side note. I'm excited for February for, you know, Captain Romance. Yeah. Right around the corner. Valentine's Day. Number you guys one. made your plans? No. Huh? No. You're out to National Rx, making sure mm. you got a good supply of sildenafil and nitric oxide. Little plug. So that you can rise to the occasion. <laughs> At number one, uh, Tom Brady, some might call the GOAT, has said he is retiring for good. After a 23-year NFL career, the star quarterback who won seven Super Bowls and set numerous records has decided that he is done for the second time. I said, did you watch the video? I did. I mean, yeah, he was just, like... It seemed to me, and the more I've thought about it, I think he probably is really done. But my first reaction was, man, it seems like he made a hasty decision. Like, it seemed like, you know, he's thinking about it in the offseason, and then, like, it just popped into, this is what I'm going to do last night. Like, he just – and I decided to go for a walk on the beach and record this video. Yeah, I kind of feel like – Joe mentioned it earlier, and I agree. If your marriage ended because of your decision to come back – Yeah, wouldn't you want to go for a couple just, years? Just go until you literally, like, die on the field. Like – His wife's already started dra- dating that Brazilian yeah, jiu-jitsu guy. Like, it's – Missed out of my shop. To, you, you couldn't even convince her, like, just, honey, it's just one more year. Just hang on. I'll be done in three months. Yeah. You said that last year. I'm taking the kids. <laughs> this is what Giselle sounds like. I thought so. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I guess, good for him. We'll see how long it lasts. Maybe he'll come back. Uh, number two, sticking with the NFL, Dolphins quarterback, Tua. Clears concussion protocol after being in there for a month long. He was diagnosed with his second concussion of the season after hitting his head during the Dolphins' loss to the Green Bay on Christmas Day. He was placed in the protocol the next day and missed the team's final three games of the season. There's no reason for him to have any sort of risk of concussion football-wise for until the first regular season game next year. Basically, yeah. But, I mean, the, his problem is is that, I mean, he came out of concussion protocol, but, I mean, his season's been effectively over since the second one. And, I mean, he's he's got a lot of thinking to do between now and then. Here's, it's not like it's going to – he's just going to – I mean, that, that that's the thing about it. They say it's like once you get in a, in a rut like this where he's had two really quick together that it's – they're easier to get now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I – I said earlier, I, I think that I understand he he really wants to play. And it's his life and his livelihood. Man, I I might give it one more go, but if you get one next year or, the, you know, if he makes it through an entire season without a concussion, then I would think he'd probably be good to go for, for a couple of years. But if he has another one, like – think i'd walk away man and he, he's a big enough name where he can do stuff he can coach he's oh, yeah. he's telegenic he can do media work like he's going to have a lot of options to have a nice life but do you want to have a nice life i'll make question. 
two very quick points. You remember Chris Borland? He was a linebacker for the 49ers. I think it was yeah. Chris Borland. Hung it up last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he, no, it was, uh, he replaced Patrick Willis after he got hurt, I believe, or was it Bowman? Anyway, he filled in, young linebacker, looked like he was going to be the future for them at linebacker, and like at 24, he retired. And that was during like the last of Harbaugh's reign. Like, he just realized it wasn't for him, like, because he wasn't willing to put up with the injury. So, and then very, the last thing is Miami said that the concussions, the doctors from Miami have not have spoken and they do not believe that his concussions will lead to more injuries to his head. I don't buy that, especially after a whole Trent Williams and the commanders. I don't trust team doctors anymore. So I'll leave it at that, though. Uh, number three, former, I guess technically former quarterback for the Gators. Jaden Rashada has picked his new home. He is heading to Arizona State, as it looks like they are willing to pay the yeah, number thirty-one if, prospect. I don't think he got the thirteen million or whatever it was. Thirteen point five. No, I think that ship sailed. <clears throat> Surely got something though. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. I'm not seeing anything, but he did put on. Uh, he posted on Twitter saying, "Just wanted to keep this short and let it be known I'll be attending Arizona State." My childhood dream school, my father's alma mater. <laughs> a place I'm where, sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but they, come on, dude. I'm, uh, a place where I'm happy in a school where the head coach has always had my back. Glad to truly be home. Good. I, I hope it goes well for him, but every young man grew up dreaming you know, of being a sun devil. Well, I was going to say my childhood dream school, yet immediately was like, oh, Florida, you're going to pay me 13 My childhood dream school and third choice, Arizona State. <laughs> Here I come. Hey, you know. Hey, listen. When uh, you get offered $13.5 million, sometimes that becomes your dream school. Number four, Tennessee Volunteers will be taking on the Florida Gators at 7 p.m. in Florida. Currently five-and-a-half point favorite. Tennessee should be able to take this one at, at the pool, the swimming pool. At the pool? Yeah. Florida Kempom's number 51 overall team, number 148 nationally in adjusted offensive efficiency. This is mm. a team that has trouble scoring the ball. Probably not a good recipe for success with Rick Barnes's crew rolling in there, getting set to, to play that defense. The Gators do our 10th nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency, so that is something that Tennessee will have to Overcome, man. I hope we're not getting set to watch a rock fight tonight. I agree. We might. This is, it, I could see this turning into the Ole Miss game again. Anyway, as long as you win, man, just yeah. get that right, W. Yeah. And finally, at number five, company wants to uh, help bring us back the Dodo Bird. What? Like, bring it back? Well, it's extinct. extinct. Yeah. What are we Jurassic parking this thing? So, uh, Col- DNA stored in amber. Colosso Biosciences, which is a company that believes that they can actually have technology to bring back extinct species, have actually been attracting more suitors to for impe- in- suitors for potential investments. Uh, they first announced a couple of years ago that they were going to bring back the woolly mammoth. And yesterday, sounds dangerous, they man. said that they want to bring back the dodo bird. Playing God here. This sounds dangerous. I don't know. Why, of, of all these extinct animals, why the dodo bird? I don't know. 
It's a flightless bird. I guess it is the most popular or or well-known extinct animal, right? So, yeah, I mean... That and the saber-toothed tiger? Yeah, probably. Would be one, two. Uh, the Dallas company, which launched in 2021, also announced Tuesday it had raised an additional $150 million in funding. To date, it has raised $225 million from wide-ranging investors as they uh, pursue their their goals to bring back extinct animals. They even opened up a specific bird division. Can we do dinosaurs? I don't know if I want dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know if I want the dodo bird, but if we're going to do well, something. The, the, the dodo bird's not going to hurt you. T-Rex will tear well, you apart. I'm not saying like, I'm, no, Marcus, I'm not saying we do a T-Rex and turn it loose in Times Square. Hear me out. Okay. Yeah, okay. We get an island, tropical island, right? if you will. Have yeah. to travel by yeah. helicopter or boat. To helicopters like okay. to, to the island. Sure. Majestic theme music playing in the background, and we turn it into a theme park, if you will, where we invite people to come and see the dinosaurs that we've created. So it would be like a zoo park, our island park. More of a park than a zoo, Uh, though. Okay, somebody should make a movie about that. Yeah, that could be a pretty (laughs) decent idea. You get there. Yeah, they're gonna have like an artificial womb. By the way, is what they've said it's gonna be like an artificial womb to help birth these extinct animals i thought you might enjoy that term like just an artificial womb it's not actually in any sort of animal it's just basically a petri dish for it's like a test tube (laughs) dodo bird baby yeah all right thank you marcus (laughs) for that enlightening and somewhat scary and terrifying Top five at five. I try. Brought to you this afternoon by the fine folks at Linderman Sports Medicine. You know what they want to do. They want to help you get back in the game of life without going under the knife. If you have joint pain, sciatica, back situation, and you've exhausted all your options. You've been to the doctor. You've taken the pain pills. You've done the physical therapy, and you're just about at your wit's end. Try LindermanSportsMedicine.com today. Um, they're doing miraculous stuff over there. I don't know if they're creating any you know, species out of thin air or anything like that, but they're making human beings' lives better over there. Modern regenerative medicine is the name of the game, and Linderman Sports Medicine is the area leader. LindermanSportsMedicine.com. Tell them Fan Run Radio sent you. They're going to take great care of you out at Linderman Sports Medicine. Russell Bear Marcus cruising with you. Wednesday afternoon edition of the show. Don't forget, voluntary reaction live on Twitter Spaces as soon as Tennessee and Florida goes final tonight, probably a 9 p.m.-ish start. Bear and Davey Hudson and I will be with you live on Twitter Spaces, breaking it down to levels beyond scientific. We go back to the busy, busy Big Orange Phillies phone lines where Geraldo is next. What's up, Geraldo? I think the most terrifying bird on planet Earth is the ostrich. I, when I was a child, they are weird. I would have a, I would have a reoccurring dream of an ostrich attacking our family car at a four-way stop before we get on the interstate. I remember exactly where it was in front of a gas station. Wait, this actually happened, or is it no, just a dream? No, it was a recurring nightmare. 
An ostrich uh, would attack you and your family at a four-way stop. Just those those legs and those necks. It is a terrifying creature. Emus are a lot. I mean, it's basically the same thing. But emus have the the like velociraptor like spur on the back of their leg. Mm. Look like they yeah, have your guts for like garters. It would be pecking at the windows, trying like like in the windows started to crack. How would you go about uh, protecting yourself and? violently assaulting an ostrich would you go try and hit it in the neck with something you don't want to get i, I don't know where'd you go for the head no i say you got a baseball I, bat how are you hitting the ostrich you go for the big body or you go for the, the head neck. or neck you go for the body neck. body or lower neck i'm is, trying to get its legs the neck is it, it, it's so long i feel like it's it's, it's an easier uh, target. target. But here's the thing. If you hit the head, it's kill shot. Like, if you, you hit the head with the baseball bat, you're probably exploding that thing, crushing the yeah, skull. But it's game what, over. What happens if, if that thing's quick as lightning, ducks that head, and you miss? Uh, the, that's the, and then the next thing you know, you're dealing with an ostrich that's kicking you. You know what you won't miss? That neck. That's what I, the, the neck is the easiest target to hit, probably. I'd be afraid it, it wouldn't... Like the, it breaks and the ne- the head's just flapping on the side and it's still kicking well, at well, you. No, it, it just oh. their their necks oh, limber gosh. enough to where they could withstand the blow. If I'm hitting, it, I'm 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 giving it a good Reggie Jackson October uh, swing right into the side of that big body of it and try and break every bone. That's, that's that's one bird that I wouldn't mind seeing going going extinct. Is the uh, we're oh. voting the ostrich off the island? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to rid the world of that. I, I always uh, said yeah. alligators would be mine. Like if they're they're just certain. Like what do we need the alligators for? It's what balance is it providing to the ecosystem? The only thing they're, they're ever, basically just leftover dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean the only thing you ever hear about alligators is horrible stuff. Like alligator popped out of the water and ate some poor kid at Disney World or something. Like you never hear about. Oh, the alligators are really keeping the dangerous such and such population down in the florida everglades they're keeping kids population down and <laughs> i'm, I'm exactly. okay with that well. and they keep creeping upwards they, they keep they keep getting further and further north they're like by mid jordan they're almost in atlanta now alligators taking over that's man true or not <laughs> i don't um, think it is they're getting close to michigan sir um have you watched the first episode of the last of us yet no, are you, I, I'm going to do it, Geraldo. And when I do it, I'll talk about it on the air. You don't have to call and ask me. I, I, w- I almost did it last night. I got into something else. And I, I thought to myself, I really want to watch this show. I'll do it tomorrow, not realizing that we have Tennessee basketball tonight. And so I can't do it tonight. I'm thinking tomorrow night. But I'm going to be honest with you, Geraldo. Something might come up. I might just be tired. I don't know. But I promise you, I'm going to watch this show. I understand it's the, it's captured the Zeke guys. It's become a mass culture event right now. Everybody's talking about this show. I'm, I'm going to watch it, and um, we'll see how it goes. Do you think it has the, cap- the potential to be, like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Sopranos big? Yeah, I do. I do, and I, I, I just don't want you to miss out, sir. Oh, I, I care about you. Oh, I the, care about you, and I, you know I, I know. want the best for you. Uh, you the FOMO, the FOMO is already hitting me, Geraldo. I'm, it's, it's on my to-do list. It's going to happen. I'm going to watch it on Bears HBO account. Well, just know that when you're watching it, I'm going to be there in spirit, right beside you, curled up. Enjoying it with with you, good Curled sir. Up. I love you so much. Whoa, dude! I you're love making you it so much. You're making it weird, man. Have a great day.
have an okay day. Curled <laughs> up. What are we spooning now on my couch? I think that's what's happening. I think Mrs. Smith under a blanket like that. I might not like it. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, Geraldo, but I just don't like you in that way. It, you, you, you think he's an uncomfortable hugger in public? Like we found him, like we see him in a remote. He's like going to hold on to the hug he, too oh, long. Like, no, well, he hugs too long and he hugs like hips in. Do you think he does like the hand on the lower back kind of thing? Like, Yeah. <laughs> get him the. Kind of grabs your hips, pulls you in. <laughs> I get him the. He's up on back. Maybe. He's on back, baby. Maybe he holds the back of your head. <laughs> 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 Let's get DR Vault in here next. What's up, DR Vault? Uh, I don't I don't know how to recover, guys. I may hang up and call back. And yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's weird. Come on in here. Jump in. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, is Geraldo, is he going to be purring and rubbing your leg as he's doing this curled up next to you in bed? How's that work? Are you guys watching it in your bed? Is that what's happening? No. No. He asked. DR asked. I love you, Russ. <laughs> well, it's I, I, I do like following up Geraldo because he's talking about television. And, guys, I wanted to update you. I, I've been listening every day. It's been hard to listen live, but I've, you know, I don't, I haven't missed a show since uh, Shiano Sunday. And wow. Listen to podcast. Appreciate and, you, uh, man. Oh, yeah. Huge fan of y'all. But Sopranos, guys, I, Oh, my gosh. I've always said Breaking Bad's the best show I've ever seen. I think Sopranos passing it. So I am at the end. No, no, no. I'm halfway through uh, season four right now. And I'm going to tell you, the episode of Paul and Christopher stuck in the woods together, that may be one of the greatest episodes of any TV series <laughs> I've ever seen. Pine Barrens. The Pine Barrens was the only thing to ever be taken off of the list of awesome things that Bear hates. It was yeah. on there prominently for a number of years until he finally walked it back. Why did it ever even make the list? I don't Bear? know. I just it, the only I'd only seen it the one time I hadn't done a rewatch, and I just I I remembered it as being really boring. I, I mean, the first time I watched, it, I may have not been in the right frame of mind for it. Not a lot goes on. There's a story behind why they did that episode, though. I think it has to do with. Maybe had to do with the writer strike at the time. Really? Yeah there there was there was a reason why they why that episode came to exist. It was save money. Well, you know, I can see that, and then if, if it don't spoil it for me, but I, I kind of wonder why the Russian. I, I saw him get shot in the head, and um, like I said, I'm halfway through the fourth season, and nothing ever came of that. And I like the episode of Pauly when he's talking to the medium, where the medium's looking at the, all the people he's killed behind him. He's like. What are you guys talking about? I, I love that guy's accent. Bear, I, I get where you get all these uh, impersonations from. I guess it's from the show. Uh, no. Really? No, it comes from like my dad and that side of my family. They're all from New York. They all talk like that. Worse. Low-key low bad guy was, uh, to me, Tony's mom. Yeah, Whoa, there ain't nothing low-key about it. She had to she tried to have her own son whacked. Kind of reverse Oedipal thing going on there. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to end with this because i got to get off here and end with a sports question. Russ, I tweeted this to you. I ran a poll on Twitter. What do you most expect? Tennessee basketball get a sweet 16 this year. Tennessee baseball make an Omaha or us win in the swamp in the fall of football. And I'll hang up with Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? To – what are the three? Oh, I hate it when he does that. Hold on. He said 
a win in the Swamp, a Final Four, or Omaha? Is that what he said? I love how you guys are just not listening to the show. Um, I, I, out of those three, I would probably say Omaha. I mean, he's asked us before. Yeah, I would say it would be Omaha. Might be the swamp. I don't know. I, I'm vacillating. I might go. We should beat Florida in the swamp this year. Going to Omaha is hard, man. How good Tennessee was last year, and how average that Notre Dame team was, and they came in here and punked us on our home field. And it's not like we choked. I mean, they just took it to us. Well, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's it's hard. And here here's the thing about Florida next year is, I don't even know if they're going to be ranked when we go down there. Well, the other, the other thing that it, it's hard to compare, you're talking about one game versus, I mean, to me, the more realistic comparison would be the college football playoff, NCAA tournament, or like, you know, Sweet 16 or above in that, and Omaha. Unfortunately, I feel like the Final Four is the least likely of those three things. I think that's how we I, – I, unless you weren't here, we've had this conversation. We've had variations of it. I don't know that we've ever – I mean, we've had, like, make the playoff. I don't know it's specifically the Florida game. No, it, it, it wasn't the Florida game, but it was It was definitely – I think it may have been a day where you, you took off early for basketball. No, we, yeah, we've had similar conversations like this, what's more likely. But the, the Florida like, – they open up at Utah – in the second edition of the Urban Meyer Classic this year. And I had just have a really hard time seeing them win that game. Maybe they do. I, I don't know what – I guess they lose their quarterback. Is it rising? or that, Like, that, that was a good player. But I just assume that Utah – they're just a machine that they're always going to have, like, a top 35-ish roster talent-wise, but just really well coached. Sure. And there's just such a bad vibe around Florida right now. And um, I think that it's very likely that they're one and one coming into that game with us. And I don't even know if they're ranked at that point. I could see Tennessee being a good, like, 10 point, five or six, yeah, six, seven point favorite in the swamp, which is unbelievable. So he said that he said sweet 16. Uh, that changes. Correct. That changes. Sweet 16, Omaha, or a win at Florida? What's most likely to happen? Probably the Sweet 16, I think. (laughs) We've only won in the swamp four times in 50-something years. You never know who we're going to play in that second-round game, though. You, You really don't. It's I mean, even if you're a one seed, you're playing an eight or a nine. Oh, that, and that's tough. Yeah, and after going back and looking at last year's, now I, I it's all fully come back to me how badly we got screwed last year on that seeding deal. I'd forgotten. I guess I'd blocked it out because I needed to stop being angry about it and just let it go. It still makes absolutely no sense why we weren't. I'll go Sweet 16 most likely, followed very closely by winning at Florida, followed, interestingly enough, by the Omaha thing when 
That's one of the hardest things to do in sports is to make it to Omaha, I thought. That's what I've always been led to believe. It is, but we should have as good a shot as anybody. Well, we have the best pitching staff in baseball, unquestionably. Agreed. And maybe the best roster top to bottom. Definitely one of the two best rosters, Tennessee and LSU. So, you never know what happens. Injury, like, knocking on wood, we stay healthy. All all the arms stay fresh. Uh, But even, I mean, you got Halverson coming. Like, you got guys in the pen that would be Friday night starters at other schools. In the league, yeah. So, it's a good question, DR Ball. 865-546-8200. 865-546-8200. If you want to shed some light on that, give us your take. 546-8200. The drive continues. Quick timeout. Back with more right after this. Fan Run Radio. The drive continues. Wednesday afternoon slash evening edition of the show. Uh, Brian Hunsucker, the drive's unofficial fact checker. Let's just make it that official, man. If he's good, if, if if one of us says something even remotely untrue, he will correct us immediately. And I'll be honest, kind of irritates me sometimes. I don't think he's gotten me kinda, once yet. Kind of irritates me sometimes. He's gotten you. But all of us. it also it it's also a good thing because it keeps it real. Mm-hmm. I want to know when there's a mistake made, but it is kind of irritating. He says uh, Cam Rising has announced he's coming back. Huh? Maybe we need to make Brian Hunsucker the top four, top five guy, since he knows everything. Uh, he's the will. most annoying, useful guy that listens to the show. I'm surprised you admitted that it is annoying when he's. Isn't it? Yeah. I find him incredibly annoying at times. Super nice guy. Just annoying. Yeah, because he's always right. Listen, if he wants to send me stuff to to use, that's fine. Nobody ever ever tweets at you like when, when I nail something, when I pull out some obscure fact from the dark recesses of my mind, and and you're like, wow, I can't believe he knows that. Nobody ever says, wow, it's good, Russell. You're smart. Can't believe you know that. You should get that German U-boat wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's World War II submarine history, you there's Hunsucker ready to jump in there and, and let me know. Because yeah, he's been on some kind of I trip goofed. there. He's seen it, been inside it, probably knows more about it than we do. Who the hell goes to shit? Who the hell knows that, that it is a German U-boat? Hunsucker, what is Hunsucker, like Clark that, W. Griswold? that music, I knew that. I knew that. I was just there a couple of years ago. Then why didn't you say that? Because I forgot. Okay. It happens. <laughs> well, the way you were describing it is ginormous. It was. Have you ever seen any other submarines? I've seen that one, the one in Chicago, and the one at... Uh, Charleston, the York t- next to the Yorktown, okay. and I rode that ride at Disney World. <laughs> that was twenty thousand un- leagues under the sea. That was pretty cool. I was no, uh, I was talking about like, have you ever seen the size of like a modern 
nuclear submarine. Uh, not in person, no. <clears throat> I watched a cool YouTube video once, though, where they, like, choppered this they this TV crew met up with the sub right. in the Arctic North. And the sub had come up through the ice. Yeah. And they came, they choppered in, and they climbed down into the submarine just, through the ice. Yeah, and then they, they just and they dropped went down. down. They got, like, a full kitchen on that thing, cooks, and uh, cooking up grub. They say, like, it's the one thing, because you're down there for so long, they want to make sure that you got good food. They do say submarine foods, uh, I think, is the best food. They get, like, ice cream all the time and stuff. It, it, it's more than just a little snack shop. That's a full-on. Think you get seasick in a sub, or is it just kind of calm underwater? I I don't know. I've never been on one. Wouldn't know. I, I would imagine there. I, I so to me, it would be low key, just absolutely terrifying the whole time. Just being closed in, knowing this thing was built by the lowest bidder. And at any given moment, what was that right? Was it the Kursk? And those guys got trapped in the Russian sub, died a gruesome death. Yeah, I, I just feel like being on the bottom of the ocean with your air running out, it's top ten horrible ways to go. Just, I think you, you probably, just, if, if you know that there's no way out and they're not going to get you, you probably just... What? I'm sure somebody's got a pistol on there. I'm not going to sit there and suffocate. <laughs> or, or what or, if, it, if it, like, had a, you know, catastrophic implosion... From the pressure, or all of a I sudden you drown. You just no, you ain't drowning. You're squashed flat. No, just want to uh, jump in real quick before Brian. Please does. do, since we're in such a. You said ten thousand leagues right under conversation. the sea. Yeah, it's twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Oh man, I wanted to beat him to it. Uh, also, See, I don't, we don't normally do jerk. this to you, and, and then that, it feels that's good though. A, a little bit because you've been calling us morons a lot lately, and then like you paint this picture that you're stuck with these two blithering idiots. When last time we checked, it's a three man team. You say some silly stuff, well, man. Uh, again, I apologize for getting my submarine history wrong on the show. I know that's what everybody tunes in for. Hard hitting. Submarine World talk. War II era nautical information. You know, I have for some I guess because when I was younger, when I first read the book, for some reason I always thought Jules Verne. Yeah, I always Boom. thought. See, nobody <laughs> will give me credit for that one. You didn't know that. Go ahead. Anyway, okay. uh, when I first, uh, I always thought when I was talking about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, I kept always thought it was like depth. And it, it took me until I got What's older to learn that le it's about length. So it's like so the depth of it is actually the depth of the ocean is uh, a little over thirty five thousand feet. How and much? How many feet point? is a league? Yeah, what's the de uh, the depth? Is, uh, let's see. I'll look that up real quick. And if you tell me that something's twenty thousand leagues under the sea, I'm assuming that's referencing depth. That so that that's the thing. So with leagues, though, it's talking about like I guess that's the distance of uh, of how much they were like traveling under the under the ocean because yeah there there it doesn't go that deep into the ocean what the hell's a league so, well so far it says it's a unit it's of a measurement <laughs> <laughs> the league was usually uh let's see three nautical miles well that makes sense something you couldn't be sixty thousand miles you'd be out in outer space yeah the 2023 
nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have been announced. Let's go down this list, Russ. I've got some issues. Fourteen Group of 14, you guys tell me just straight up or down, yes or no, they should go in the Hall of Fame. And let's keep in mind, because we've done this for years on this show, the days of like – we we've got rap groups in the end in in the um, rock and roll rock hall and of roll fame. hall of fame yeah so it doesn't necessarily have to be rock and roll so you just I think we're going on Q rating rock and roll spirit attitude whatever like you just tell me yes or no if, if these guys are worthy yeah Kate Bush no mm. Cheryl Crow no I'm gonna say yes absolutely not Missy Elliott yes. Why Missy Elliott and not Cheryl Crow? Name me three Missy Elliott songs. Can't do it. Just okay. know that she's had, okay. a, she had a she had a bigger impact. I'm not a huge Cheryl Crow fan. I can name you like four or five of her songs. Yeah, they're all annoying as hell, too. But, again, this is Missy your Missy Elliott per- was, was uh, great. you got to take your personal opinion. Like, we're talking curating, like, how big these acts are, body of work. I mean. Cheryl Crow is definitely higher was, than Missy Elliott. No. You can't name – can you name one song? No. You can't name – I can name one of her songs. Name it. Get your freak on. That's her one – that's her huge hit, right? I'm borderline on Missy Elliott. I'm telling you, I was borderline and even putting her in there, but I'm definitely not putting Sheryl Crow in there. She's Michael Jackson's lead guitar player, and, and then, then she wrote some, you know, about four or five pop songs. And then she went away. What's she done since what, then? What was a bigger hit? Get Your Freak On or All I Want to Do? All I want to do is have, have some fun. I got a feeling. I, I didn't really like that song, one. man. I thought she had it's better songs. It's catchy, though. You know? She also had a top 20 single, Missy Elliott, uh, Socket to Me. Where were you when you first heard Socket to Me? Would uh, Do I lose uh, man points for admitting that uh, Cheryl Crow, uh, strong enough song. Are you strong enough? Do you? Like, that's a pretty good song. It's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah, think I've, I've, I've heard, heard it. That one. You've, heard, bogged, you've yeah. heard it. Don't do that thing. Everybody's heard "Strong Enough" by Cheryl Crow. You don't get any toughness points for. I, I'm not trying to get toughness points, you idiot. <laughs> I've never heard the damn song. Like I, I mean, I admitted that I like that new Miley Cyrus Did, song. Did, did Why, you, have, you think I would be embarrassed? Did you have access to a radio and a television and a pair of functioning human ears in the late 90s? Then the I answer is yes. You're, all right. Iron Maiden. Yes. See, I'm, I, I couldn't name you any of their songs. Are you kidding me? Run, Run to the Hills? The Number of the Beast? Two Minutes to Midnight? Hell yeah, they belong in there. Nico, Nico McBrain? See, I... Because those guys are some of the greatest rock musicians. I'm not saying they're ever. not. I, I just I I'm not familiar with their work. But I would say just breadth of work, like their presence in the rock arena. It's like yeah, they probably are going in. Joy Division slash New Order. I didn't even know that was the same band. Did they just change their name? I think after the guy off that Joy Division was the band where the singer offed himself, right? I don't know. Yeah, they're, I just know yeah. they were like Radiohead's number one influence. Yeah, they were a lot of the all those creation records. Man, I'm talking like who was it? My Bloody Valentine, uh, Radiohead, uh, Blur, Oasis, all those Brit pop bands. Joy Division was their big influence. I would say no, as crazy as that sounds, just because 
I mean, they didn't – their body of work. They're, they're borderline to me. Cindy Lauper. Yes. That, I know Bear's not going to no. like that, it. That one song is really good, man. Um, Girls I, just want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a good one. But No, what's the other one? Uh, I, I will be there. I will catch you. What, what's All that? Through the Night? No. That's just – okay. Is that, is that even Cindy Lauper? Yeah, it is. Hold on. What is that song? That's oh, a good song. George Michael? Yes. Yeah, he's going in. Willie Nelson? He doesn't feel like rock and roll, but like, I he's guess it doesn't really matter. He's kind of there with Dolly. It's like, he's not really rock and roll, but he's definitely got it more than Dolly. Outlaw country spirit. Yeah. I'll put oh, him yeah, in there. He's rock and roll soul. Plus, I'm a big fan of his time with the uh, Highwaymen. Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. I, I would definitely say so. And I, I was not a huge – they are the classic band that, like, in the 90s when they were going on, Time After Time was the Cindy Lauper song. Oh, such a great song. Oh, yeah. That was her, wasn't time it? Time After Time. Um, I wasn't a huge Rage fan when it was going on. And now, like, when that stuff comes on lithium and I'm driving the kids to soccer practice, it's like, yeah, yeah. Killing in the name of. Do what they told you. Uh, where'd the thing go? Where'd the thing go? Uh, Soundgarden? Yes. I don't even know who this band is. The Spinners? Oh, yeah. The Spinners? Really? Yeah, who's that? They did the song Rubber Band Man. Yeah. Oh, and such they, a good they're song. They're like, kind of like a Motown. One. Yeah, they're Motown. They're more of a soul kind of. Rubber oh. Band Man. I'll send you the song, bro. Don't worry. I am the most soulful man at Fan Run. It's hard to believe that... Uh, that one slipped under my radar. A Tribe Called Quest. Yes. It's a cool band name. I, I don't know any of their songs. I don't know a lot of them. If, if you, I didn't know the names. I mean, that's... Like, we got to draw the line somewhere, man. I'm sorry. Like, A Tribe Called Quest. I'm sure there's some big fan Tribe Called Quest fans out there. But really, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, they can't... I'm sorry. They can't all get in. We got to have high standards. There are 14 here. How many should get in? Four or five? Probably. Like, we got to narrow it down. I'm putting them in before I put in Cheryl Crow. I mean, I I, I probably wouldn't have either of them in. Certainly not first ballot. The White Stripes. Uh, For me, no. See, I feel like he's still so young. I don't know that band, uh, I guess, is broken up, but. I mean, it was still, I mean, but it was just, it was a duo, and it was basically just him, and he taught his. He taught his old lady how to play the drums. But they were it was real unique and really good. Yeah, they were the but it first was also kind of kinda, it was also kind of underground and indie. Avant garde, wasn't kinda, it? Yeah. Which I, maybe that shouldn't count against them. Did it, I, one of my favorite live shows is it's the White Stripes live under Blackpool Lights from Blackpool, England. And I uh, think I smell a rat. That's a great song. Warren Zevon. Oh, yeah, he's the first ballot. Automatic. He's, he's the kind of one that I'd be pissed if anybody voted against him. I got time after time I, stuck in my head, though. That's a good song, man. So good. Did you hear uh, Dolly terrible. do that with the banjo? I did, actually, yeah. Really good. Dolly's yeah. the best. I can't name you any Warren Zevon songs besides Werewolves of London. Yeah. Can you? No, I can't. It's a big song. Mm-hmm. Is that strong enough to get him into the Hall of Fame? 
See, I, I feel like you have to – Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you got to be able to, oh, yeah, that band, that singer, he did this, 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 and this. Those are great songs. He did this huge album, like, boom. If you can't do that mm. – for any, like you know, George Michael did Faith. It's like wow, what a what a huge song he was in. Wham! He did all these things. You Lawyers, know. guns, and money. Carmelita, you never. Like I thought, you were like a big Zevon fan. <laughs> Clearly not. Huh? I, I, hey, you want you want to hear something else? What's that? I don't even think Werewolves of London is that good a song. It's not my favorite song. I said it. Is. I said what I said. It's an okay song. You know, you are irritating a lot of people. Can I ask you a weird Again, question? like, this is all those, every, I don't hate anything on this list, right? But I'm talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Todd Helton did not get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. The standard is high, as it should be. I think the standard here should be high. So you got 14 on there. Give me, like, your three that should go in. Oh, I gotta go look at the list real quick because the three that absolutely have to go in, I would Iron go Maiden. Iron Maiden yeah. has to go in, Soundgarden has to go in. See, that's not where I would start. I would start with Willie. Is he? No. I mean, he's the biggest name on that list. He's the biggest name, but he's. Yes. But I'm talking about. You're asking me for the Rock and Roll Hall you're, of Fame. You're talking about what you like, what you no, think is rock and roll. I absolutely love Willie Nelson. I celebrate his entire catalog. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, the two that absolutely have to go in, the two most rock and roll bands on that list, unless I'm just bricking and forgetting somebody, are Iron Maiden and Soundgarden. They are rock and roll. I'm doing Willie, George Michael. God, it's a terrible list. <laughs> and then it's Soundgarden or Rage for me. Honestly, I forgot about Rage. Mine would be Iron Maiden, Rage, and Soundgarden. I don't think Barry's going to like this. Iron Maiden. I'm going to go the Spinners because I think they are a classic uh, R&B group that should be there. Okay. Number three. I'm going to put Cheryl Crow in there. Oh, wow. He's going there. Yeah. Going for Cheryl. You're a troll. Mrs. Lance Armstrong. Try harder. Little Adam. I'm just saying, Cheryl, she's got, listen. I think you guys are going with what you like. I'm just I absolutely Despite, I don't. I will turn rage off if it comes on. It stuff's way too. Oh, I didn't say it. Who I stopped you, it. Who do you think uh, at this point who hasn't made it in that should not a part of this? I list. don't know. Is, is there a list? I bet we, we could find a list. Yeah, it feels like. Do you think? Here's a weird. They're question. letting anybody in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame these days. I have a feeling. That reaction is going to happen when like Weird Al gets put on the nomination list. <laughs> Quick timeout. The drive continues. Back to wrap things up after this. The, the drive. drive. Wrapping up. Wednesday afternoon edition of the show. Getting you ready for Tennessee basketball tonight at 7. Overtime guys out there? No, they've got the basketball game tonight at seven. So, so they're not doing a so show at just, six. Amateur, amateur hour. Let's around call here, it man. what it is, right? What are we doing? Just general I, laziness, lackadaisical attitudes, or slackers. What just, is our audience supposed to do for the next hour, Miller? <laughs> We're just surrendering that time. If we had a basketball game at five o'clock, 
He's probably yeah. hanging out with Hickman. We'll be there for you. We'll be there for you. As <laughs> soon as the game's over. 9 p.m.-ish. Hopefully talking about a big Tennessee win, and uh, I guess we can do some Lunardi ripping. Get that train started early. All right, let's wrap things up here. Roger will be our final caller of the evening. Good afternoon, Rod. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Well, hey, hey, wrestling, hey, hey, wrestling guys. Uh, hey, how y'all doing tonight? Tonight. Doing well, thank you. Well, good. Uh, uh, hey, I just wanted to ask you, Russell. Uh, the game tonight. How you think Tennessee with after Tennessee beating after Tennessee beating uh, Texas at home and playing at Florida? Hey. I think they will be, Raj. I think there's the danger that they will be unfocused again at some point in the regular season and lose a game that they probably shouldn't. Tonight doesn't feel like that night to me. Yeah. Texas A&M's okay. the one I'm looking at for that kind of night. Okay. Could be. Okay. Hey. All right. Russell, how do you think – how do you think – how do you feel about the game tonight, Russell? You know, it's interesting. We talked about the Jatobo situation. They have a player on their team from Chattanooga who almost lost his eye in the game up here last year and has gone through hell and back to try and get back on the court. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I wonder if they use that as, like, some sort of battle cry and come out here wanting to really get that. physical and so much as, bang heads with us. I mean, what? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It was Florida where it got it got wild at the end of the like, – Yeah, I mean, Applebee is not there anymore, but, like, I, I just like think that they're going to come out looking to turn this into a street fight, and our guys have to be ready for that. They can't be surprised by Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. You're right. Got to be ready for play tonight for sure. Is Florida any good? Are they any good this year? They could be a tough. They could be a challenge at all. You think like a challenge? Challenge for Oh, absolutely. I mean, Rods are always tough to play down there. So, um, I mean, there's no easy games on the road in the SEC. You feel like Russ? No, I mean no, they're not great. Yeah, they're, I think they're like fiftieth or so in the Kim Palm rankings. They struggle offensively, Raj. So, if they if they're scoring on Tennessee tonight, Tennessee's got problems. Tennessee defense travels against a team that struggles to score the ball anyway. They should right. they should hold them down pretty good. So, um, can we make some shots okay. against a pretty good defensive team? Hey, yeah, right, all right. All right. Well, good ball. Thanks, Raj. Enjoy the game, man. Yeah, man, we'll talk later. All right. That's going to do it for Bear and Marcus. I'm Russell Smith. We'll talk to you on voluntary reaction after the game. Coming up next, it's something else here on Fan Run Radio.